Hey, what's going on, guys? Back again with another episode of the Pokey Talk Podcast. This is going to be kind of a free-roaming episode. We got a little bit of a main topic, but uh, just going to jump in with a couple news and a couple topics. But uh, yeah, what's going on? Hey, we got some pretty good news, I feel like. Uh, we've both been able to settle after the D100 cards. We both, I think, did pretty good overall. Um, we'll kind of touch up on a little bit more of that. All's good with my D23 Lorcana sales. Um, at this point, it's all good. People have left me feedback, so yeah. And uh, still kept the Elsa 10 and Mickey 9 and a few other odds and ends with Lorcana, like the Lorcana D23 sleeves. I still have those. I still have the pens. So still got some Disney stuff and got some other big news here soon that we're both pretty excited about. <laughs> Yep. And I I know we've been talking a lot about Lorcana. There's a lot happening in there. You know, it's the new flashy thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. We, we'll try to keep it short, this podcast. But we have been grading some of the D100 uh, collector's gift sets. They're kind of mm-hmm. like a special product released this winter. Um cards have a little signature from the artist on them they they look amazing um kind of it's it's still a play it's it's interesting they've came down a lot they really produced a lot more than we thought but i think even long term or potentially you know over the next couple weeks when all these dry up off the market i think that these cards are going to be pretty good they're not going to be anywhere near the D23 promos, but, no. uh, yeah, they, they just look amazing. Um, you know, we initially thought that even a nine in these cards could bring in a hundred bucks, which I, I still pretty firmly believe in. I mean, they look that good. People have bought much more, less desirable things for that amount of money. Um, uh, so yeah, they're, they're still play. I just cracked open a, a box here before we started Ooh. recording and uh yeah the promos are looking good there's been some consistent problems especially with the yep. mickey and the maui mm-hmm. but uh i think i got me a winner here with this this box i opened i like the art of the promos um i like how it was its own product there is a lot that i do like about these cards um we, I think we can both admit that the amount that they were able to print caught us off guard big time. We knew that they were going to be able to print more than the first wave or two of the first chapter. However, we weren't expecting for this level, um, especially for the LGSs. I would say it's pretty safe to assume that they pretty much, I don't want to say they necessarily able to meet demand with these because there's still a lot of LGSs which weren't able to get signed up because they... Havensburger didn't allow them to sign up just yet because they're trying to meet demand for their existing customers before they add on new people, which is understandable. Um, so they're not quite there yet because the demand's so high. But after how abysmal it was with the first couple waves with finding product, huge increase here. This is huge for the for the TCG. This is huge for the people that play it. This this is great. Um, because to be honest with you, if they would have like, you know, like, oh, we moved it up to, we're going to have something by January. Oh, we're going to have something before Christmas. Oh, we're going to have something in November. You know, and if it would have laid flat, 
you would have kind of lost a little bit of faith amongst the people from the community. And I think this regained it wholeheartedly, the amount that they were able to release. And I was actually able to open my, the first packs. <laughs> so I was happy. We, we both got some stuff from the LGS, and you got the last D100 set. <laughs> Very last one. Yeah, we were we were a little worried. Um, you know, they had, I don't know how many boxes they had, but they had more than one. They had to have two, so 12, I guess. And there was a guy that, I thought he took the last one, but I guess they had more products, so we were able to get it. But he was, but he kind of, he was with somebody, I guess, but somebody was saving him a spot, and I noticed he kind of went right to the line when he got here. He didn't get there to, like, as soon as the place opened. So I kind of was, like, talking to you, like, in the line, like, through, like, Telegram, like, hey, did you see this guy? There's a button from everybody. Like, I, I understand he was with somebody, but I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> no way yeah yeah it was a it was a nice experience i got there a little late but snagged the last box i was probably number 20 but uh yeah i was uh i was looking at my mickey while you were talking there it does have some faint print lines Mm -hmm. and i was also comparing to yours that you dropped off with me and again the exact same thing (laughs) yeah so Mickey's gonna have print lines, unfortunately. I mean, the D one hundred, the promos can be had for like eighty bucks shipped, um, and the D one hundreds have actually the boxes have gone. It looks like below a hundred bucks. Yeah. So, well, some of the some of the raw ones we saw in auction were pretty pretty low. But yeah, uh, like they're seventy two dollars shipped, free shipping. Um, somebody got two sets. It looks like, but it looks like it's a 12 card lot. So what I'm seeing, if if somebody bought that, if this is here, let's. I'm kind of curious about this image. If they bought this, like this is somebody's rejects. Yeah, this is somebody's rejects that this guy bought. Whoever it is, it's three Mickey's, three um, Maleficent, one Elsa, two Genies, three Maui's. Like that screams. This these aren't good enough for ten, so I'm gonna sell them right now. Yeah, that's what that screams, and I don't know if somebody. Like, oh my god, it's a good deal. It's like, well, yeah, so fast. <laughs> you you got to watch that stuff. If it's already been open, um, if it's not a complete set like this, e- even if it is a complete set, you, you get that, that's always a concern. But it's more, it's less of a concern. But if it's like a package set like this where it's like 12 card lot and it's not a full set, yeah, that screams somebody doesn't win. It's guess what? It's the Mickey and the Maui's, the ones we know for a fact have have, have issues, because of the way that they're they're inside the uh, they're like in a little um, paper pack with the car, Mickey facing up. So when it goes in there, I'm sure it somehow gets scratched by the paper pack, is my guess. Or when it goes in there, and then the Maui's on the other end is on the bottom, same thing. It's somehow getting you know enough wear and tear to make it where it's it's a no longer a 10 it's like an eight or nine at best yeah yeah i think i think something happens it's the mickey and the maui front and back like you said the maui mine actually had like an indention on the back like one of mine did so i don't think i'll be sending that one in but uh yeah it's it's kind of crazy how like all the mickeys have print lines mm-hmm. um I am really happy with the one I just opened, though, by far the best. So I'm excited for that. And then 
I mean, next up, we'll have to decide how we want to send them. I know you talked about, um, you know, your other half has a set as well. Yeah, I got so. her to, and she actually enjoyed, we were able to spend time with each other. She, she kind of, she doesn't like have, like have a gambling addiction or anything, but she'll like go to a casino with her mom or with a few friends or whatever. And she'll like, you know, she'll bring in like one or 200 bucks and that's it, you know, and she'll do that a few times a year. Yeah. But she likes to gamble a little bit, but like something that doesn't have a whole lot of risk. And guess what? Opening the packs a little bit like that is exactly like gambling. Um, so, and she saw me pull the enchanted. Oh yeah, I also pull an enchanted rare. Also, by the way, I got lucky. <laughs> it, it's like not the best enchanted rare, but still an enchanted rare. And if you look at Maui from first chapter, approximately when we get ours, you know, you're looking at four to five hundred dollars in a PSA ten potentially, maybe a little more. Um, so that's going to make things to where it's going to help turn maybe a small profit even. And another thing I'm appreciative for is having the, all my Elsa's I think have a shot at a 10. So when you get first to market like that, if those get tens, I can see somebody spending, you know, one, anywhere from one to 200 bucks and a 10 for, for that Elsa. Uh, now the Mickey's is going to be hard. It's going to be frustrating because we are probably going to get upwards of a half dozen cards that aren't. A ten and potentially not even a nine, depending on how they grade those print lines. Yeah, that's what I'm frustrated with because, like, like you know, with the first set, I kind of followed your lead in the sense that, like, I don't know if we should send some of these. <laughs> like, I it might get a six, and you're like, no, let's just send them all. I was like, okay, I guess I'll whatever. Which comes the worst, we don't. I figure if we get lucky, but here's the thing: some 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 of Lorcana's cards because it's an all black uh the uh the hex side of the card. It's hard to, like, if you apply the same grading with, like, Pokemon cards, it's going to go off a little bit. Because I thought, say, in my D23 cards, that, I like, maybe if I'm lucky, I could get five out of six of them being, or, like, you know, if I'm really lucky, five out of six. But realistically, I was expecting a four out of six. And, yeah. and then I got all of them. And, and there's a few of them. I was like, really? I got a ten? I mean, I wasn't complaining, obviously. Uh, but I was just a little surprised because if, if the way that when they cut the card, there's, like, a little bit of a... It's not like whitening on the card, but where it was cut, it feels like white, if that makes sense. Yeah, sometimes it does that like it raises the edge or it's like a real crisp cut. Yeah. It'll do that a little bit. But uh, yeah, I know what you mean. And usually they don't dock from that. It's just how it is. Instead of like perfectly round edges, there's like, I don't know. Not whitening like you said, but almost like you see the raised edge because it was right on the corner or something. But, yeah, hopefully we will hang in there with our our plays here. Um, I don't think it's going to be a home run, but it'll be, no. it'll be nice to try out. Um, it's been a while since I really YOLO'd into a product. So. I figure at worst we probably we lose like a hundred or so bucks at worst maybe two hundred at most but at best we turn a couple hundred dollar profit so that's kind of where I think we're at currently. Yeah. Compared to what we originally thought would be like oh we're gonna make an average we're gonna make like a thousand dollars a box. <laughs> that's kind of what we were thinking you know originally. From, from what the cards are I mean they. They look like they have that potential, but yeah, they really 
stepped up their game and they came out and said that this was limited, like official Ravensburger employees. Um, so they they acknowledge that it's limited, so that's probably why they went a little hard and printed it, but I don't think yep. it's going to be seeing another print run. So essentially what we could see is if somehow in the next month or so, another wave of Disney Lorcana fans come in and be with that additional wave that can create a shortage, especially amongst grade and raw cards when for these D 100 cards. Now that's a hypothetical. Um, it's not a guarantee. You need a pretty solid wave for Pete, for folks to come in. And you know, that's just a big if at this point, not saying that folks won't come in for it, but that's what you need to see that jump that we were kind of originally thinking in my my opinion. Yeah. And even if we do overpay for these, like these cards are like cool enough, like they're kind of D23 style, but cheaper. So mm-hmm. it's like they're, they're not expensive enough. Like I wanted to keep my D23 set, but it just didn't make sense from the other goals that I had. Yeah, so cost. Yeah. So I, I capitalized on it. Plus they're the same artwork from the set. They just literally just have a different stamp at the bottom and, you know, they have the enchanted foiling. That's literally it. So with these, they are like insanely unique. Like that's, that's the difference here. If, if these D 100 cards were released as the D 23 set, I think they would be even more expensive than the current D23 sets are because the artwork is just so unique. It's very it's very obvious this is a special different style and a special different product. So, they did a really good job with it. Um really good job printing it. You know, that is a a good problem to have. Um uh, yeah, I still think they're going to be worth grading even if the 10s are you know, coming out to be 100, 150, um, I'll, I'll probably just hold them. But. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm just, I just would l- like to break even. So whatever it takes to break even is where I'm going. And since I pulled, it was the my damn mim for folks curious, which enchanted I pulled and strong tank and tender, two hundred dollars raw right now. We sent it off. Um, you sent it off Saturday after, so it would have been the 18th. So, but you know, you have the holidays, but we sent it in the 10 day turnaround, correct? I believe so. So, with the no, 10 I think day it, turnaround. I think it was the 20. It was? Yeah. Yeah. So, the t- so then you're looking at sometime just before Christmas. So, the timing's going to be kind of weird. Um, I'm probably throwing mine up on auction, or potentially we'll see. Because I expect mine, if it is a 10, to be one of the first ones to hit market, I would think. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's not going to, I don't plan on being the first, but I think it's in that first wave. I'll, I'll say it like that. So I might see what the market price is, see if I get somebody to pay this price, buy it now. But people are going to be more like impulsive, I feel like, in the auctions, people engaging in the auctions, trying to get it. Yeah. It's a, uh... It's very reminiscent of the Pokemon special products. So I try to tie in a little Pokemon with this too. Um, We had the Mew Precious Collection box. Kind of went the same way as the Charizard. Very overhyped. Very solid product regardless. 
Mm-hmm. Already less than $100 MSRP already. Yeah. So, you know, Pokemon's doing the same thing. They're they're releasing these special products that people love, um, but they're really keeping it where, you know, they, they're really hitting demand on there. And I think with Lorcana, they just got lucky. They've been printing set two since before set one came out. So they were probably still on the printing press, like when first chapter released. So they probably like really like, hey, let's let's do some overtime here. Let's really mm-hmm. up the game. Yep. So I think they got lucky in a sense where they they actually kind of hit pretty close because how would they have any idea? You know, they just all they saw with the first set was like print as much as we can, essentially. Um, so, yeah, I think they really probably rolled the dice on how much to print, but stores are selling out as that first wave, but you know, it, it hits big retail stores December 1st. So yeah, it's uh they, they hit a sweet spot. So hopefully they can figure out their sweet spot and they don't keep going or they know how to adjust. Um, it's going to be really tricky though. Um, you know, Pokemon's in that weird spot where that ultra premium box is 120 bucks MSRP, but it's actually going for lower online. So you don't really want to end up in a situation where the product sitting on the Walmart shelf is more expensive than what you could get it online. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm going to open up these two Lorcana packs though right now. I'll let you know what I do. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's... Special products are nice, but it's really, really a balance. You know, take your time. Don't buy anything until the release comes. Um, Every once in a while, like with the D100, things seem like they're a surefire product. And uh, even when the company says they're limited, but you never know, as we have seen. You never know what the print is actually going to look like. So. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, just the fact that we were able to get some decent amount, a decent price product for the rise of floorboard, I think says it all. And I do think the hype, while there's still a lot of hype around it, the hype was a little bit less. I feel like with this set in part because of, in my opinion, and I think a lot of others opinion, some of the lackluster enchanteds. There are definitely some great enchanting cards in the set, but I think overall, it's there's like a third of them, or we'll say about a third to a quarter are like, well, really, you chose that one, like for your second set. I get eventually, but you chose it for your second set. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, like you said, I feel like people are uh, feeling that it's it's nice and all that they really have their variety, but yeah, people are. It definitely doesn't have the magic of the first chapter, which no one really expected to mm-hmm. expected it to. But you know, we even made a point to say, like in the first chapter, how much they've really branched out, and uh, yeah, they're they're just going even more so in set two. So they're really getting out there, and uh, I didn't pull anything from my packs, so probably never opening another one unless it's first chapter. But, uh... Yeah, it looks like. There's a lot from in the UK. You're looking at about 2:30, so about the first chapter and Rise of the Flood, Bloodborne, as far as sealed goes, 
it's pretty much the same price right now, which that's a good sign. They, you know, first chapter was hitting three three fifty when it came out because of the shortage. So it's pretty clear that they've definitely been able to print a significant amount. Um, and I think some, some the demand, yeah, I think supply obviously, but I think demand is playing now more of a role than supply in some cases of the product. Yeah. Um, I think another way, like you were saying on the first, actually. Probably can as soon as Thursday, Thursday morning potentially, can probably get some product from uh, old Wally World or Target. Yeah, have to have to definitely check them out. Apparently, Best Buy is carrying some, which would be uh, something one that most people don't consider. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely uh, going to be interesting. Um, I feel like the last product that we've seen, aside from the Mew Precious Collection box, is in fact the Charizard. Um, prime example of slapping your poster boy Charizard on there, and uh, people definitely got burnt on that. So it's been a year, and they're still selling for under MSRP, although they are approaching it. Yeah, I saw some for like one fifteen, one twenty. Like they are getting closer, whereas they did hit like in the eighties or nineties, I think, last year at some point or early twenty twenty three. Yeah, so, you know, I know they were like 90 last time I remember them. But. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting play because I think that's a surefire box that will eventually go above 200. Even though it was printed to the ground, I think if you could get in cheap enough and plan to flip it within two years, it might not be a bad play. Yeah, for sure. It'll uh, It'll be interesting, and we do have some stuff to talk about as far as sealed goes, which we'll, we'll do as we kind of dive into the main topic there. But, uh, yeah, very, very interesting stuff coming up. Well, the first thing I think we need to, we need to hit up on, um, since we kind of went through our, our intro stuff is, uh, the new news coming from the IRS. Yes. Big yes. news. That's probably the biggest news a, on here. I let out a, it was it was pretty much a lot like it was just like that too. <laughs> <laughs> at work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was at work. I was like, oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I did pretty good uh, with my excitement. I guess you can say it was pretty hard. Like that was like a, whoo! Like I, I, we were kind of talking about it. Like we even as early as what was it like in spring? We were talking about like. I feel like they're probably going to postpone it. And the reason why was because, uh, so, so the original. Explain what it is, though, too. Okay. So the original tax law was written in the America Rescue Plan in, like, the CARES Act. What was that, in early 2021? February 2021? It was so, a small, yeah. it was a small little line, like, very little to go in addition with it. Small line, was it, when legalese, you like to have things descriptive, right? So, and very verbal words to be able to explain exactly what is intended so there is no really room for interpretation or as little as possible and this little line in the cares act was literally just like what it was like oh and by the way any third party payments process uh the new tax threshold to be triggered by a w2 or or whatever it was it was six hundred dollars yeah, I think it was a 1099K. Yeah, or 10 to 1099. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Not a W2. But um, that's all it was. It was like a small little line. 
there wasn't a lot of decryption or anything like that. So that's why it was postponed in 2021 because it was so, so well, I think it was for 2022 it was supposed to go on effect, what it was. And then they, they postponed it, but they didn't say until the very end of 2022. And that pissed me off because I would have sold all my D23 cards at, if I would have known that back then. And then I would have bought at the low and I would have had full four Elsas. <laughs> that's what I would have done. Or I would have sold everything besides the Elsa. And then I would have bought that. So I have four Elsas. So that would have been much more. That was, I was talking about that in like September or, or like October that that's what I should do. But the tax law, that's what screwed us up. But anyways, um, and we were talking about it again. I was like, you know, we're planning as if we, that will happen. All of our moves were in concordance with, that this is going to happen this year, but we were both hoping, but it's possible because it's so loose and it's description and verbiage that it might not go through this year. And sure enough, this time, thankfully, IRS came out already and said, Hey, we're not going to have the implement the tax law this year, but however, this is our plan for next year. So we'll see about that. I, I'll believe it when I see it because he hears a thing that's gotta be written into law first. And until it's until it's written into law first, they can't really do much. So it's gonna. That's why I think it's gonna be postponed again potentially for another year, unless they do something about it in twenty twenty four. Yeah. So yeah, essentially to break it down even farther, anything up until twenty twenty one, you got a special form which was at ten ninety nine k, and uh, you basically have charges that count as your income on based off the threshold that they have. So up until that year, it was $20,000 in payments or over 200 transactions. So if you sold 200 items or $20,000, or I think it was even both had to trigger or something like that. I don't think it's both. I think it's one or the other is how I... Either way... Yeah. Either way, those those were the trigger points, right? If you sold twenty thousand, you got a form and you have to report it and mm-hmm. pay taxes on all that. Um, so yeah, twenty twenty one came along, and that's when all that went down. It it really does make sense. Um, it's kind of shitty, but it, yeah, it was a way to really recoup that money that was given out during the pandemic, and ultimately in the long term, you know billions and trillions more because you know once it's in place it's just going to be in place um anyone who sold over six hundred dollars we're supposed to report that and pay that so short term it actually made a lot of sense to pay it back but would they reverse it absolutely not that would just probably be the normal going forward and tax the little guy you lose you suck bye-bye so times are changing but Obviously, they delayed that, and then they delayed it again this year, and apparently, they said this time for real, this is the warm-up year, but instead of going to $600 next year, we're going to make it 5000 Which is what we both, the numbers we've thrown around that makes more sense, because $600 is like, I'm not saying, most of it would be cash in hand, but just, just as an example, you try to sell like your used washer and dryer, right? Yeah. Some mom and pop try to sell the used washer and driver, washer and dryer for whatever reason, or you know, just as an example. Well, that's six hundred and ten dollars that it cost them. Yeah. So now they're going to get taxed on that, you know, seriously, something that they've already paid 
sales tax on when they originally bought it. That's that's the problem that a lot of even a lot of politicians have with it too, is it's such a small number. If it makes sense for them to lower it, I agree. Because twenty thousand is a lot. It really is in terms of third party sales. Which is where we kind of discuss five to ten thousand makes more sense if they're doing that. Because that shows really intention intent to sell on third party. With yeah. the idea of making profit, not like, oh, I'm selling so-and-so to, to get a little bit of extra money. Yeah, it definitely makes more sense. There's there's people who can very easily sell 600 and yeah, 5000 is kind of a price like where it makes much more sense that, you know, more money-driven rather than like just selling one item. So I think they really stepped back and they knew that and they knew people were going to be upset and... You know, if that was implemented and it went forward, I mean, that would just almost kind of hinder the economy in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think they really thought about it. Um, I do think it's a good thing ultimately for the system. It's a bad thing for everybody, you know, obviously, but um, it's it's the business. <laughs> America's a business and uh, it makes it makes sense if you look at it that way. It, it just sucks, but it it makes more sense that it's 500 or $5,000. Um and I think they really took time and like thought about that, you know, as the government does, they really take their time on everything, but I think it's much more realistic and I do think with that said and them reiterating that this is a warm-up year I think it's it's very likely that it'll be rolled into next year, like active next year. Which is why I'm even all the more happy I sold my D23 card this year besides the Elsa and stuff like that. Like, that was one of the reasons why I did it. There was other reasons. Um, but I was like, if they postpone it, I want that stuff gone already. I don't want to have to deal with it after the fact, I want it already gone. And if I get lucky, I get lucky. But I still can't sell my Elsa because then it would trigger taxes. So it's best for me to keep Elsa regardless. Even if it goes down by like 40%, I'd be, I'd be doing be basically making the same amount of money if I sold it this year. So it makes sense just to hold on to it and see what happens. Yeah, might as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, interesting plays. Mine were split between two platforms, so like I have a potential of selling a few more things, so I might look at that. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. I kind of kind of want to see what grades we get for the first D100 set, but yeah, who knows. I mean, even Well, there was yeah, there was a few. I think there was three <laughs> of them I was unsure on. Two for sure. I was like I think it was the Maui and Mickey. But there was another one I saw that I'm not so sure. It was, I think, whitening or something or something with, like, the back ends I was worried about. But, again, that's why I'm expecting, like, hopefully 12 out of 18. It's essentially assuming both all the Maui's and Mickey's are going to be 9 or worse. And hopefully everything else is a 10. So 10 is probably more realistic out out of the 18 or the 19 that I sent, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. And it is weird, like, I didn't make any plays on the special products this year, really, like the Charizard UPC, so, I mean, it, it's kind of following the same lines as it's not, like, as good of a play as you would expect, but the play is probably still there. Um, 
we'll see. I'm okay with uh, if it if it's taking a loss, then I'll just hold them. Like it's one of those things where they're after grading, they're worth like more to me than they are when I purchase them. So it's like they're they'll be good cards just to keep if they're not exactly where I want. Yeah, and I do think if you can buy the D100 box at the all-time lowest, which it still hasn't hit yet, you give another month or so. Maybe the end of the year, beginning of January. That's when it's going it's to hit as low. At that point, that's when it'll be smart potentially to buy a couple. Because within a couple years, when people look back after the hype resolves, now it's possible, you know, some people could kind of leave the hobby, but keep in mind, this is, well, most people in the hobby aren't kids like it was in Pokemon. It's millennials and Gen Zers and even older people than that. So because of that, I don't think, it's more like the long-term outlook you have to be concerned with more with Disney than the short-term, mid-term, right? Um, because of the, the how Disney fans are, it will be able to stay afloat just from that for several years, in my opinion. That's why it's not a bad idea potentially to get, if you can get the, you know, close to MSRP, the cost of the, the D100 box, it might not be a bad idea to, to get a couple, honestly. Yeah. Put it this way, even seeing the prices of raw cards and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I mean, if I if I see one out in the store for 50 bucks MSRP, like I'll probably buy another. Absolutely. So. And if they go down to like, between 60 and 75 shipped might be worth buying a couple. And it is really fun to open. Like I do love, I know you mentioned something like that too. Um, Just the fact that you're essentially getting three rare cards per pack. Like I get the third is often a hollow common, but Mm -hmm. there's so many cards in the set. Like it's really hard to collect all the foils and, uh, yeah, you're essentially getting three hits per pack, and the potential on that is really high. You can uh, get lots of things. And if you compare it to the rate of Pokemon, right? We talked before how a lot of times it's like an ultra or secret rare bus, right, with Pokemon. And I think some of that is because of how the opening aspect has evolved with the English. And how the value, there is no value there with the hollows, with a V or like a V, but they, you know, most places will buy a V for maybe a dollar, maybe, you know, the equivalent, like art rare is what they've done to mediate that now, which is great. That has made things a little better with, with Pokemon, but with the aspect that the top chase car that you can get is a rate of one in 96 approximately packs. That's actually not too bad. <laughs> Like, it, it, in the grand scheme of things, right? You're looking at you have a twenty. If you get a booster box, you have a twenty five percent chance of getting an enchanted. I mean, that's that's not bad. Yeah, it does suck though that there's so many enchanted. Like, I do think they kind of messed up on that. Like, there being twelve enchanteds in each set. That's like having, yeah, like I don't know. If they had an enchanted rare one per box, like I think that would make a lot more sense. But because they actually made them rare, I mean, what? You get one in every, some people say three boxes, four boxes. I mean, you can get a couple in a box too, but it's it's a rate of 
you know, one per case, essentially. You could have none in there. You could have three. So at that, at those rates, I mean, best case scenario, every time you pull an enchanted, it's a different one. I mean, the minimum boxes you have to open is somewhere like 40-something boxes. So, see, that's that's where I kind of get bummed. It's like... Well, that's why you don't just open until you get them. <laughs> that's why at well, a yeah, certain but... point, you buy, you buy, you buy the, the raw card at a certain point. But that's why it's so fun to open Lorcana, especially during a hype period like this among Sealed, because the aspect of potentially making a break or breaking even on one booster box is pretty high. It just makes the set completing by opening just near impossible unless you're spending, I mean, God, how many, like even if you bought 48 packs and got the exact enchanted where you want every time you hit one. I mean, what is that? Let's see, even if boxes were 200 bucks, that's almost $10,000 just buying boxes. Yeah. So I mean, it's already it's... steps into the XY era with Pokemon immediately in terms of the secret rares and how much it would cost to open it. But that's yeah. by design, right? Like, they give you... Whereas if you get raw, if you would buy all of them, it would be, what, I don't know, three grand right now, if that. It basically, it's just the princesses. So that's Alice, Cinderella. Well, Alice is a princess, but you might as well be in this scenario. Alice, Cinderella, and Snow White. Outside of that, they're, they're averaging less than 200 per. So just, just say it's, what... 24, 2600, you're looking at right now maybe four grand if you bought everything right now, which would be stupid too because of the low supply. But just kind of keep that in mind. If you wait a couple months, it goes down to two grand. You know what I mean? That's that's not terrible if that's the route you're trying to go. Yeah. And keep in mind, these, these aren't to play like it is with it, like it is in Magic. These are to collect. In some way. I mean, there is a huge. I feel like the playing community is a lot bigger than the collecting community it is that's something i think that's one reason why the prices of these cards are so low because of the playing community is dictating in a lot of ways the prices of some of these cards yeah but yeah who knows it's it's going to be interesting to see i i like it it'll be it'll be interesting to see how these plays come out but uh our, our plan to not talk about Lorcana too much has yeah. backfired once again. <laughs> well, and the reason I know some people might get tired of it, but the reason why we're talking about it is because there's going to be a lot of similarities going forward between Lorcana and Pokemon. Because Lorcana's copy in a lot of ways is from Pokemon to Magic. It's pulling from a lot of the existing uh, big name TCGs and it's creating its own thing. And it's doing that, one, because, you know, Pokemon is the gold standard in terms of this and how to create a good TCG. But, you know, collectors is the biggest thing in Pokemon compared to players. Now, there, there's a good medium there. And, like, if that's what Lorcan is trying to do is trying to create that collector market because that will sustain Lorcana. If you can just get that collector market there, that will sustain. And then the, then the players as well being involved will get packs and they'll they'll keep your game alive on the other front as well so obviously you need both but you need without the collector market there's only so far that your tcg can go yeah for sure well uh we'll see how it plays out it'll it'll be interesting to see how they can go you know i wonder if there's going to be a low period like we've seen some interest like you said kind of cool off because of the 
the magic that was the first set. I mean, there were people in the store who, like the guy in front of me, I played with him in the Lorcana League for the first round, like the very first league night that they had. And he was a pretty serious magic player. Like he knew like a lot about the game and he's just one of those people who like, you know, learns everything they can about the game and really just goes all in. And he only bought like three packs, I think it was. So well, because he's a player, he probably understands that after enough just to be able to have to play, right? Well, that, but with all the like knowledge he has and like secondary market, which is kind of like we do too. You know, even us, we did the same thing. Like we bought a gift box, and you bought a trove, and I bought like three packs just to have like one of each artwork. And so yeah, just people. People aren't inclined, like, there's no obvious play to, like, buy as much as you possibly can, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like definitely happened with the first chapter. Like, mm-hmm. people were just hoarding anything. Um, so, it's heading in the right direction. We'll see how it goes. It's it's definitely had Pokemon hype 2020 vibes, but now we're, we're heading in the right direction the right path so we'll see what happens yeah i was curious some you know talking about other boxes and obvious plays just seeing the 1200 ev euro gym box <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm not complaining it's just curious you know because we, we all know at this point why i sold mine it was for my little Arcana play which you know, you make another 500 bucks or you make another 15,000. And I chose the extra 15,000 and I have no regrets on that whatsoever, but it still sucks. Cause you see it, right. It was just on the cusp and we both knew it of it going up, but like I had to sell right then and there if I wanted to be able to afford it. Yep. Lorcana came along last... and you got to yeah. make adjustments as you go. Well, that's probably the last big Pokemon play. I know you got the, like the classic collection, which nobody gives a damn for, um, that somebody might care about. But, like, I that's one of those items that it's a huge risk in terms of sealed is concerned. Yeah, I think they've, like, overall just really adjusted their numbers well. Because, yeah, I mean, you look at the boxes, all the boxes that had released since then, and Pokemon's really upped their numbers. Um, and nothing has really done well in such a short term so hard to hard to say but those those days seem to be over we do have some products that come along like the um what is it the high class they don't call it high class but the collector's set it's uh they're also picking up on that too. So that instead of just having these products like this, they're just upping the price for them and just making more money themselves, which definitely makes sense. So yeah, it's interesting seeing, I'm just kind of going back, seeing the, uh, the stamp promos, like, you know, they hit, didn't they hit a grand, right? PSA 10 stamp promos. Yeah. Um, for the, for the Pikachu. Feel like seven hundred, eight hundred. It's kind yeah, of yeah. So it they're was. they're back down to what they were. Whenever, well, about ten percent more. I sold mine around four to four fifty was the market rate. They're basically right back there again, four seventy five. Just just last night. Um, 
480 just today. Uh, you know, so they're they're back at that rate. So they they've cooled off, which is kind of what I expected. And but that one is like one that will go up again, and that's just the PSA 10 promo. Um, and I'm trying to find just a box with the cards in it, but those seem to be getting harder to come by. So that might be an interesting point to paint on the. Yeah, the cards themselves will definitely be plays still, like these D100 cards instead of buying the box. I think that's what that's what people are going to be making plays on more. Instead of just buying the product and just grading everything, people are just going to wait till it comes out and buy the cards on the secondary market at their lows. Um, so, yeah, it's all – it's just different kind of how they do it, but you just have to be sure to be careful if you're doing that. Because you don't want to pick up someone who grades the cards and pick up, you know, their secondary, their secondary condition ones. So you got to well, be careful with like, that. Well, it looks like, I say, it's like the stamp box promos around three forty from what I'm seeing, which 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 is which makes sense three fifty. For the now, some people are asking like six hundred with well, yeah. There's some with six hundred with uh, with the tens and the box. This one's 415. So yeah, you're looking at around 350, 400-ish potentially for the Sandbox promo. I, what were they when we bought ours? They were like 200. So that's that was a play when that came out. That doubled in a span of less than a year or so, two years. Yeah, that also kind of came out about the same time of the EV Heroes, though. That's well, it's kind of that's kind of right the when they still were figuring it out. Like I think it's just the time period, like in which they came out like regardless they're great products but i think they do just much much of a better job anticipating you know the, 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 the demand wasn't it? For the stamp box. i won't say 21 you're right it was 2021 it's uh it says it on the psa so it's the end of 2021 yeah or it was the, like august yeah so it was, it was like towards the end of summer fall But certain things come out, like we've said before, you know, like anything after 2021. So knowing the EV heroes coming out in 2021, knowing that coming out in 2021, that was really the last year where like things really tenfold. And I think just the times now, we're not going to see that happen. It's going to be plays still, but it's just going to be a lot less than there was in the past. Um, just because they're just better at matching demand now. And on top of that, we're kind of in a decline as far as a modern goes. Well, the most recent one is probably the precious collector box from last year. Um, boxes around three, three fifty ish, which is about double what you had to pay them. So that's, you know, not terrible with everything. The problem is with this one, it's 10 or bust. With with the precious cool extra box because there's some tens that are going for under four hundred in auctions. Well, and that's just how for... it's going to be too. Like as the yeah. plays get less desirable, like yeah, it is just going to be ten or bust because pretty much with anything that you grade, like if you grade a ten, you know, just the risk factor just gets way less, mm-hmm. you know. Because there are people who just want the 10 and don't want to mess with the plays. So, yeah, naturally, a lot of things will become 10 or bust, which yeah. a lot of things are already that way. Yeah, that one was, that card was around a grand 
when the first few came to market. I sold mine for a little bit over 400 when it, when it sold. Um, I was like, I'm going to sell this ASAP because there was, what was it? It was like the centering was off or something like that. There was enough. I was like, this isn't going to be a 10 or there's something like that. I'm like, I'm yeah. selling it now. There was something I was like, it's not going to get a 10. It's not worth trading. Sell it now. We're all. So I got all my money back and I made a little bit of a profit. Um, cause I, I bought mine from the Pokemon center directly. So I got mine for like 170, 180 or something like that with shipping. And so I actually, I guess technically probably doubled my money. Um, which was pretty good. And yeah, now the tens are four, four fifty, and it's going to be like that for a while with that card. Yeah. And just things like that, you know, things will definitely do well for that card, but yeah, it's just, it's, things are spread across more of a time span. No yeah, doubt. Yeah. Like what I'm curious, what was uh, the end of sword shield? Yeah, end of sword sword of shield promo. I'm just curious what that one's going because it's going to be it's going to move similar to that one. Yeah, but, I can't quite remember like even what those are specifically called. It had like this Zamazenta and what Flareon or something. I, I think uh, Zorark or Zora. Or something like that, right? I can't even remember. I'm just trying to find the name. Was it the Precious Collection Box promo, though? No, that one came from the Pokemon Center, I think. Okay. I think it was Japanese promo 323 is what I'm thinking of, but that one was well, three, from three, the Precious three, Collection. Yeah. There was a uh, one you might be it's thinking sort of. of. There's a there's a Pikachu box that was at Worlds. No, but that but that's another one that might be a decent sealed one as well because of the limited nature of it. Yeah, I will say let's pause there. We might pause and jump ahead in the podcast, but I hear the mailman and I gotta pick up that package real quick. Okay, <laughs> but we'll be right back. All right, we are back. So, shout out to the postal workers. I love my uh, postman who comes by. He's quite the character, but he asked me, he just asked me, you know, I I was I missed the signature on one of those D100 boxes and uh picked it up today and he just delivered another one to me. Um which was actually the first one I ordered and it's the last one to come in, so that's kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, he asked me, did you, did you get that note I left on Saturday? I, I saw the package was still there this morning. I thought about grabbing it, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I picked it up today. So, but anyway, yeah, the, uh, Pikachu deck box that was at worlds. That's another cool promo. Probably the same way. You know, if you grade a nine, it's going to be, eh, but tens will definitely be a play it's easy card to grade a 10 so what you, so I what was you looking thinking at? about the wrong i was thinking about the wrong era it was uh sun and moon i was with the sun and moon card not the pikachu from sword and shield um i'm looking up the number now there's munch there's munches there's the it's like one of the last ones 
There's the Festa promos. Not this Festa, although it's in that design. What's it? What's it have on the card? It's the same as the Sword and Shield, but it's the end of the Sun and Moon era. Oh, and that one. It's a Pikachu promo. Yeah, I was, I'm trying to see what that one's going for, and I can't think of the S and P number, and I'm trying to find it. Hold on, I'll get it real quick here. Maybe. Does it have the starters on it? No, not that one. Or has it just got the two legends on it? Brought up Sword and Shield. There's Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. Let me see what I can find here. Oh my God, why can't I think of the name? I'm trying to think. It's. I think it's. Oh yeah. Well, it's a. I think it's number 61 is the one I'm thinking of. It is uh, it is a Pokemon card Festa. But it's 2017 SM61. Is that the Friends in Aloha? It's not playing in the CP, Pikachu. I, I just told you it's a SM61. Like, look at 2017 SM61. It's the one I think you're thinking of anyway. But it's a Festa card. There might be another one. It's not that one. Yeah, it's... Well, I don't know, then. That beats me. There's one with the starters on it, too, but... Here's a nice picture of other things. Let me see if I can find something in here. It looks like the Festa. There it is. Pikachu. Come on. That's see the photo. 400. SMP 400. Oh, is that the one with the tapus on there? Yep, that one. Yeah, that was like a Master Ball set or collection or something like that. If I yeah, remember on right. It. There it is. It's a different variant, I see. That's why when I looked at it. Yeah, so. Isn't it like a Master Ball set or something like that? Yep, yep, yep. This dude on Reddit, I saw it has a... Uh, Full art Pikachu completed, and I mean he's got everything. He's got the the ponchos, and he's got the Ray Rays. There's really not that many of them. There's like there's like the Festas. There's like a Pokemon collection where it's got like four Pikachu's on it. Mm-hmm. Then there's obviously the iconic ones, all the ponchos, the Mario, the Scream. And that's really about it, aside from the world's trophies. So, that's insane. Not that many of them out there. No. Yeah, what, what's that guy going for, though? That's what, finally, I found it. Jesus. <laughs> I was typing it in wrong, and then I was like trying to find the actual promo... Holy shit. That one just sold for six thirteen, sixteen hundred. 
1300 2000 during the hype. Wow. 2000. Yeah. So now there's going to be more of those. You're looking at 1600 after it cooled off. Um, so yeah, I'm not saying that it's going to be up there within five years, but that's it. But that is a card that will do well in my opinion. I do really like the lightning on that one as well. The 2019 one, the end of the era. Yeah. 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 This one one looks pretty cool. And if they keep on doing that, it's going to create a collecting niche because it's going to become, people are going to expect it. Yep. For sure. But with, with collecting niches, I guess we could, uh, jump into another little topic we had was about the the old sealed stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's something that I want to talk about, about Japan. They released a statement and made pretty much stores sign. I don't know if it was like an agreement terms or something along those lines, but essentially made store owners sign something that says they will not sell cases to customers. Now, that opens up a lot of interesting things. Um, Pretty much the big collectors now, you know, they want a case of things and stuff like that. But how how does that relate to, like, this news? I think it's, it's very interesting at first. I think it makes sense that, like, a booster case isn't exactly a product that they sell. Um, you know, it's literally just what the product that they sell is shipped in. So they were never really meant for customers. And so they just really are trying to combat that and maybe implement some limits on per items. So I don't know, some people are, you know, are saying, oh, well, that will just make the, the sealed cases even more rare. And like, yeah, I guess in a way, but... I don't know. It it just doesn't it doesn't like seem like it's going to be as big of an impact as as people would think. It's literally just shuffling around. I'm sure it's still going to happen. You're still going to see cases indefinitely, but I mean maybe the more respectable stores will just not ship as cases. But well, and most people buying cases are probably probably aren't the Japanese. It's probably Hessners. That are doing that. Yeah, that's my guess too. Because you get the one guaranteed secret rare per case, sometimes more if you get lucky. And I feel like most Japanese probably aren't doing that. I mean, not saying there aren't, but the hype isn't necessarily going to be the same thing. Um, so I feel like a lot of that is Westerners buying product by the case to potentially scalp. Or try to pull something to grade, which isn't the way to do it. But when the breakers too, like I don't know how exactly the the breaking community is on the Japan side for their own product, but yeah, people are just buying it in hordes, you know, over here. So because it's more fun to open, especially now that they've even introduced new foiling for this upcoming set which by the way you can get for under under like 90 bucks for a booster box and honestly that's not that bad and with considering everything what are they 50 55 
mm-hmm. for special sets in Japan. So a thirty dollar premium isn't that bad when it's coming from across the, across the world, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not too bad, and the products are great. I mean, it's got really solid. You know, EV, I feel like, as far as the enjoyment goes, maybe not the money side of things, but people just really have a blast opening Japanese product. Oh, yeah. So much more fun. Like, I was telling my, my girlfriend, I'm like, if you want to open Pokemon, I think we should go for the Japanese product because it's, you're going to have a lot more fun opening it. And every pack is going to feel like you have multiple hits in it because of all the special foiling that they have. Yeah, for sure. Even with the new set, like Shiny Treasure EX, I mean, we pretty much got tons of the reveals for that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got a brand new Shiny Charizard. They've released that they're going to have like a special, I forgot exactly what it was, but I, I sent it to you. It was like a special boxy foiling or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw it. That, that, that's the foiling I was referring to, like the new type of foiling and having a special variant foilings for it. It's making it to where... You don't have to get, like, a full art to get a hit. That's what's so great about the Japanese cards. And they're trying to introduce some of it in the English side. And I will say this, with the Aldean Fates, it's starting to look a little bit closer. Yeah, for sure. In terms of, like, the quality kind of starting to match the Japanese to some extent. It's a, it's a little better. It's getting there. But, yeah, it's a... Uh... Still a long way to go, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a uh yeah, their new hollow set is like the reversed hollow that is like a digitized reverse sheen. It's like across the whole card, so it looks it looks really cool. It's almost like the uh I feel like the Pikachu level X, there was a level X promo. I feel like it's got the same kind of techno sheen as they're describing here but yeah very very cool card um card style for sure people will have a blast um yeah i just looked up that card again it's like pikachu m level x it's like diamond and pearl p promo number 43 it's got like the square hollows and i bet they're gonna go back to that and it's really it's a really unique hollow pattern um but yeah, people enjoy it more. They're doing such a good job with the artwork across the board. Um, yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to see where they go. It's just one thing too that differs from Lorcana. Like Pokemon does it with the artwork, and Lorcana does a good job too. But you know, Pokemon's obviously been around much longer and I feel like they had to up the game of the artwork. So they made these like much more common character rares and stuff like that. And I feel like Lurkana will get to that stuff eventually, but overall just the amount of stuff Pokemon can do with their artworks and like re-releasing Pokemon. Like it's, it's just awesome. And this, this next set, I mean, they're going to have some amazing shinies. There's like a Gardevoir shiny, like in the water and like right behind it, there's like a whooper with his eyes and mouth wide open. That's just awesome. They're just really adding like tons of character to a lot of these cards, more so the character rares than the actual, like, you know, secret art rares or whatever the hell they call them. Well, the... Frigga box is actually pretty cool. Even the common artwork they have is pretty neat. I find. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're really up in their game, but what do you Getting think? Ready the... for 2024. <laughs> yeah, they're going to ramp it up even more, and uh, we'll see how long it is or how much they can go before all that. Because it's about the next set. Maybe not this set, but the next set, I think, is when is the, was the equivalent of the um, uh, battle styles that occurred in the, in the set trajectory. Like, if you look at each generational plane for each for each Pokemon gen, the first set after Paldean Fates next year should be around the same thing as the battle styles. So if they introduce something else, we'll see what they do. Because it's going to happen in that first or soon. We're going to see what that might be here soon. Mm-hmm. What do you think the future of kind of the sealed is with the uh, with the news of the cases you know i don't really think that so much no affects anything but that's more of a consumer-based thing than anything else it's just gonna so people are gonna have to pay up another 10 percent or whatever it was potentially to get individual boxes that's i mean it's not gonna change too much if people want it they're they're gonna pay the extra premium to get it potentially um what do you think think overall though like kind of you know given lorcana how they've really touched up and everything how do you so, think like that'll that'll fare out for sealed in the future so the sealed in the future for, for pokemon like going forward the sealed products essentially not the ones i've already released correct just to make sure i'm on the same page what's that say it again so like you're talking about the, the, the sealed going forward right the the new release sealed going forward and some of the ones recently not so much like the gym hero box and the english and yeah Japanese. i think yeah i think those are kind of established they've always been good plays and they'll always be steady good plays but stuff yeah. like the d100 versus like the single cards like sealed boxes of those versus singles and stuff like that I mean, to be honest with you, most of the English side hasn't given me anything this year to, or even some of the Japanese stuff. There hasn't been really anything this year released to make it worth it, in my opinion. Um, now there was the, I know the ba- the battle box, whatever that, but nobody wants that. <laughs> I mean, it crashed to pretty close to MSRP pretty quick on the secondary market. That should tell you all you need to know about that thing. Yep. Yeah, it's a cool box, but if it crashed that early, no. Like, maybe down the road it might have value, but it's such a high risk from that and how long it might take to reach that value that I don't think it's worth it. I think if you got 400 bucks, you're better off buying a precious collection box. Two of those than, um, than one of the TCG battle box. I mean, I, I really think that because I think you're going to see growth on the Precious Collector's box, one from Sword and Shield, quicker and more reliably than the other one. Yeah, the, the things that come down and are steady, like like the Precious Collector collection box, you know, they never really took off, but it's never really came down hard either. It's just been steady. So I think that stuff does a really good job, you know, where where it goes for like an established decent value that people still want to pick it up at even though it might not be like super cheap or super expensive one way or the other it's like this nice middle ground 
just like the Eevee Heroes box was. It was a nice box for $400 for a long time. And after certain time proving and proving how stable it is at those prices, that's when, like, the real potential, like, goes. Because, you know, more and more people are deciding to sell those boxes. And if it can hold that value, then people start getting excited. It just does well over time. Something like the Precious Collection box might be similar in that boat. Um, I think even Pokemon Eevee Heroes, I know we've talked about it before, but I'm, I was just curious about the price update. Those are now 430 Last year, so let's put this into perspective, shall we? Last year, God, what the hell was it that I sold my mind at? I'm trying to think. Um, it was PayPal. I want to say it was 180 a box. They were yeah. going for two hundred, I think, on eBay, two to two twenty-five on eBay. So they've doubled in the span of a year. Wait, hold on, wait. That's sold. That, I just realized the sold is from April of twenty twenty-three. Best offer for November, four thirteen. Yeah, so it's still over four hundred. So yeah, it's doubled in the span of a year. Yeah. Now I don't think that means it's going to double again next year. However. Let's look at the Ultra Shiny GX, which had less people in the hobby that were into it. You got to think this is peak people in the hobby for um, EV Heroes. I mean, 750. So let's put that in perspective. That came out in, was that 2018? The end of 2018 in Japan? I think it was November of 2018 is when that came out in Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Um, so but... I bought mine at like 200. I sold it at like 400 or something. I can't remember. Um, but the EV Heroes is going to perform better than that. Yeah. And if we're at five years out and we're already 800 per a box for Ultra Honey GX and it isn't as good as a set as EV Heroes, I mean. I would say within the next two years, if they don't do another reprint, you're going to see the EV Hero Box Japanese double again. Yeah, could potentially happen. Especially if, like, the next set isn't as good. Like, it'll, it could definitely uh, shape up to be that way. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't, don't expect to get to over a grand within five years, but I think. Over seven eight hundred by twenty twenty five isn't an outrageous opinion for it to reach. Um, that being said, we are approaching the period where it's not worth buying as well. If you haven't already bought, and I'm not saying go out there and buy two of these, obviously, but I think if you're looking at plays, that's probably one of your safest plays, in my opinion, even though it's much more expensive. Mm-hmm. The now there is risk involved even with that because they could do a small reprint of it, but I kind of doubt it at this point, D don't you? Yeah, there's just way too many things coming out. They really got to stay on top of everything, yeah. and yeah, I just really don't see them printing stuff like that anymore. I think the print makes sense for a certain amount of time, but at some point, you just gotta say, Oh, well, and just keep moving on. Yeah, I mean, what's the uh. The XY, that's probably too old. Um, I'm trying to find XY Poncho Carp box. 
What are those going for? The poncho boxes. I really don't keep yeah. up with those at all. Yeah, I think the Mario's were around three grand. I feel like they're around four. Or maybe even five. There was, I think, Cloud TCG on Instagram. He was selling some, but I haven't seen any for quite a while. But I don't really keep up with them either. Stuff like that. Like, Four grand in September. So you're, this is the Rayquaza. So I would assume they're all around that. So you're looking at four grand. That was eight years ago now that that came out, I think. I mean, that's the high end. Now, the problem with the PvE Heroes boxes, one of the reasons why it is the way it is is because the two booster boxes inside the Samp box promo or inside the gym box promo. Mm -hmm. So you got $800 value without considering anything else. If you include the card, that's essentially what you're getting, right? About a two to $300 promo as well in there. So you're essentially, that's how you, if you break it down, that's where the money comes from. So if you're looking at two years from now, doubling... You're looking at the EV, EV Hero gem box being at around 2500 then, between 2000 and 2500 Yeah, that is Which one of is... the biggest strengths of that box is that it has booster boxes in it. So it's literally not just a special box, but it's got the actual cards in it as booster boxes as well. Mm -hmm. People just really, really love that. So at minimum it's going to have the value of two booster boxes of a really amazing set mm -hmm. that's going to do well on its promo. own. Because that's how you got, you can only way you get the espion. Is that, is that how it came out? Yeah. So but I'm saying even that worst case scenario, I mean, it's going to have the value of two EV hero booster boxes, which are an amazing set regardless. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I mean, pretty clearly the best set. I mean, I know, you know, uh, as far as opening, yeah, Beastar Universe was pretty fantastic, but I think overall in set with what you could pull might be potentially the EV Heroes set. Yeah. Um, as far as the best set in like the last five years from Pokemon. Yeah, it's for sure that way if you don't count the uh, the big boy like celebration like sets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But as basic sets, yeah, it's no doubt, like, top tier. And honestly, like, pretty much no ETBs. Anything you can buy from a store shelf is probably not worth the risk. And I know we bought D100 boxes, but, you know, we still had moves to play what we're still break even with it at worst. So it's one of those things where usually if you can get it from the Walmart market shelf or somewhere like that, it, there's, there's so much quantity, it's not worth it. But with certain sets for booster boxes it could be now the problem is is how long it would take to get your money back that's the issue is the length of your quote-unquote investment or collection that you're making it's going to take a long time is the issue like 10 years to see what 3x maybe on a lot of these products yeah that's not that's not worth it that's not worth it for sure it'll it's times are changing you know it's it's tenor bust like on a lot of things like we said but it'll the plays will still be there it'll happen products are going to be good people are just going to have to you know hold on to stuff longer ultimately 
which is why if you're going with sealed, you should go with the big ones. But again, it's like there hasn't been one in a couple years, but that also corresponds with us beginning a new, a new generation. Um, I expect next year, for, especially for their uh, Pokemon Presents that they have every year around their birthday at the end of February, I expect some big things to be revealed in terms of what they might release. Yeah. I hope that that classic collection box or whatever it was that they call it with the TCG was kind of a wake-up call. That maybe we, I mean, well, they still sell out pretty well, right? I'm sure. I'm sure they made money off it pretty well, but yeah, they're just not. They're not going crazy in the secondary market. They did print a lot of them, and apparently, some places got like a a restock of them already. Wow! But there's not there's not many, but it's going to be like the Charizard UPCs. It's going to be valuable and sought after, but not crazy for a while. The majority of people, like, the decks aren't that good. Like, I, I don't imagine people playing this thing. Like, majority of people are buying it to grade the Charizards, and, you know, it's a unique hollow Charizard. And it's the closest thing we got to the Celebrations, like, 25th anniversary Charizard, which looks amazing. What um, were the MSRP? Was it three or 400 I think it was 400 so they're going for under msrp on on ebay yeah i can't rem- even remember i didn't like look into it much at all but yeah it's a uh, it's definitely a interesting thing the japanese ones i mean even right before release they were around 250 i thought about pulling the trigger on those but just seeing that like pretty much everyone is going to be piecing out this box nobody's really buying it to play like the the board that you play on is cool, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah, one, one just sold yesterday for 360 So, I mean, that's that tells you anything. The biggest issue is it was niche because you're trying to, like, you're trying to create a, like, have this collecting thing with TCG. It's not necessarily the same <clears throat> demographic within the hobby like for example so it's like cars that people would want to collect right yeah but you you have it mixed with a with the playing aspect of the hobby which in some ways they probably saw people more people might play is kind of what they're hoping i think right like families will probably buy it and well four hundred dollars yeah again so like they kind of mismatch their 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 market here on that one because mm-hmm. families probably aren't going to buy a $400 box to play with their kid. Why buy that when you can literally just get a, you know, $50 item that has like a play mat and some cards. Yeah. You know, it, like, it so you're, 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 you're missing, the, like you're missing the demographic, like you're trying to get everybody in this demographic, like, oh, it's going to be a great item. But who really is going to pay $400 to play for special, you know, the special hollows. Yeah, if you're going to do it, essentially go all in. Like, make it a collector YOLO thing. Like, nobody really cares about the decks or having multiple copies of the cards. Like, why even make them a special hollow? Like, people just want the collection stuff. So if you're going to do that, if you're going to make a big product and you know, appeal to the high-end collectors, which I think they should. Like, people will buy it. Like, they may as well. Um, You're saying have something that has it to where it's like, 
a special stamp on it or something. But yeah, or like make the cards. Stupid, like, not like a stupid like Pikachu stamp that you see with like the Halloween stuff like that, but like an actual special stamp akin to like the first edition, but not first edition, right? You're kind of saying yeah, like a like a, like a stamp or just make it like a full promo, like yeah, you can have the the Charizard remade or do like a metal one or just do something other than like a a deck. Like nobody yeah. really cares. <laughs> About it's playing the decks, you know. I remember when people were like, oh my god, when this came out. Like, and I was like, dude, that looks weak as hell. Like, why are you freaking out over this exactly? Because it's new and it's being regurgitated around social media, so you're seeing it everywhere, so you're creating your own hype within your own mind? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it was. I mean, it, that is what it was, what happened. And, like, you know, it was new, new news, people get caught up in it, everybody's talking about it. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> well, and, and it is a good product, and like it is geared towards collectors with like the special hollow. But like you have like three Charmanders in one that. deck. Like it's like you're giving people a deck with multiple copies of this card, so you're kind of making it a collector thing, but you're kind of not because you have this playboard, but they're not going to collectors aren't going to play it. Like if you have a kid, maybe you might do that. But again, you're not going to spend four hundred dollars if you're trying to play with your kid, right? No, no, you're not. You're gonna spend a hundred bu- bu- bucks max. Maybe get some like bolt cards just to have it to, to play with, you know? Yep. Yep. It's a. Uh, it's definitely weird, but uh, stuff like that, you know, or pretty much everything now. I think again, it just comes down to it's just kind of a spinoff of collect what you love. Again, you know, if you want the Charizard. Wait until people buy it and break down and just buy the Charizard itself, like, and then grade that. But it's it's a lot safer nowadays to wait until things are out, even with Lorcana as proven with the D100. Um, so the days of jumping on things right when they release or you're never going to get them are coming to an end. So it's honestly safer for people who want to do that. Well, Best Buy was selling Crown Zenith, like Black Friday or Cyber Monday or Black Friday deals, which is something like that, for $35 for an ETV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's been about a year, but guess what? $35 for 10 Crown Zenith packs, the best set released in the last year. Well, I guess some people would say 151 but I really like the Beastar Universe a little more, in my opinion. Well, one of the top two sets released in the last year, I mean, that's great value. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see what happens. I think the the days of YOLO and all that are kind of coming to an end. For now. For now. But we were talking last night. It's coming. <laughs> like, you know, you like how winter's coming? Well, the 30th anniversary's coming. It's it's coming. And what we were talking about was how, like, a, a storm potentially can be set. Like, this is all logistics thinking, right? But, like, so in 2015, or, I mean, in 2025... You're going to have the end of the, this era, this generation, potentially even have the new game released in 2025. Then you're going to, it's going to go into the 30th anniversary into 2026. You have, in addition to that new hype with the new new gen, you have the 10-year anniversary of Pokemon Go. You have the 30th anniversary of Pokemon. So you already got two big celebrations, and they're just going to go wild with it. You know they are. That's that's kind of like how they, they like to build up, you know, celebrate it with all that. 
So you get you have a they're kind of the groundwork is being laid that can create a pretty big hype season. I'm not saying it's going to be like 2020. No, I don't think so at all. But you could see a resurge akin to 2016. Yep, stuff kind of flares up, and so that includes also the top sets from this era too, or like you know the Sword and Shield era. It could just not calm down like modern hype did kind of come down a little bit, but special mm-hmm. sets like 151 and stuff like that. I mean, it could just keep going like it's going now, even without a 30th anniversary, like special product. Um, so yeah, if, if things keep going and they create the next 151, I mean, it's just gonna, it's just sense. gonna continue and sustain. Like we've seen somewhat of a decline, but when 151 came out, people, that's all people were were thinking about because ooh now that that's the good thing, yeah. So it's just one thing I after mean, another. So you have twenty twenty five being it like how they potentially going to have the most pizzazz in this era, right? And I don't know what they have in terms of media by twenty twenty five twenty twenty six um, because we both have said this is something that Pokemon needs to improve on is their media that they have, and by that I mean like their television their their movies, all of that. Um, I know they've kind of started a little bit in Japan with that type of series, but they have something that can enamor into pop culture, spread through pop culture, um, make it a big event around that time, 2025, 2026. You do have some groundwork to potentially see a bit of a market search. Um, I'm not saying, you know, just max out all your credit cards right now. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just saying, there are moves that if you plan on make, most notably certain cards with this era, certain seal products from, like, you know, I'm talking, I'm referring to this Sword and Shield era, right? A lot of people are in the hobby still from that era, but a lot of people have also left the hobby. We have more people than ever, yes, but we also have a lot of people that have put it back on the back burner. Folks that could come in, in addition to more folks coming into 2026. Now, I think, like I was telling Nathan last night, I think if you're buying any first edition plays, you kind of want to have it be done by summer of 2025. Whatever plays it is that you're trying to make. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I feel like even sooner, like I think it's just a temporary winter thing because as many years have gone, it just kind of really slows down. Um. In the grand scheme of things, yeah, definitely before then, because that's when you're looking at the, the 30th anniversary approaching yep. and people all that. Are start, yeah, people are going to be starting to talk about it, and they might even announce the new generation come February 2025 for the Pokemon Presents. Um, so by yeah. then, hype will be kind of starting to build a, a little bit. So you could argue maybe early 2025 even being the latest. Um so we'll kind of see what happens, but right now is a downtime, quote unquote, compared to 2020, 2021, even early 2022. But I think we can very easily see an upswing in the next 24 months. Yeah, I think things will naturally go down because, like I said, it's like a year to year thing. But then you have all these other factors and the boom we just experienced and First Ed Charizards are sliding down a little bit and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I think come summer, people will really start putting money, like after tax season, where people believe in the most. 
people still love Watsy, but it's not the new and exciting thing. You know, it's just kind of boring. But I think in the long term, people will just naturally collect more things that make sense like that. Um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Like, there's been so many people in the last two months who have just been starting to sell a lot, you know, myself included, but we kind of jumped on it early this summer. Um, I just think everyone's just kind of feeling exactly what we feel. You know, it's, it's not, it's not a stonk game, like everything just going up or, Ooh, this card's cool. It's going to be worth 10 X. Like there were a lot of dumb things graded, a lot of dumb things like acted upon over the last two years in the hype. And now, Things are starting to just make more sense. Like, that's just the easiest way to put it. Like, things are just kind of, in a way, normalizing. And uh, things are balancing themselves out. So, we'll see where it takes us. Absolutely. But, with that said, though, I I mean, I pretty much don't have much else to say on, on anything. We could wrap it up there if you're feeling like it. Yeah. I think I've got everything in that I was wanting to say. Yep. Let us know what you thought of this little, like, quicker kind of random episode. I know we hit on Lorcana a lot again, but like Philip said, it's just kind of kind of goes hand in hand with the hobby, and that's that's and, the that's the newest and you know that that's modern what it was a year ago for Pokemon. It's just a and I think there's a lot thing. of there's a lot of overlap amongst consumers. Yes, there also is their own niche. Obviously, with Disney, you can tell there's a lot of newbies in Lorcana just based on the questions and some of the fervor around the potential prices. And you're just like, like I don't, I don't even say anything anymore. Like it's just going to create an argument. <laughs> like it's not worth the energy. Yeah. Um, but it's just like you just let these people learn on their own. That's the only way it's going to really go through. So it's definitely there. I think there's a lot of overlap. I enjoyed it because it was different um, with Lorcana. I will continue to open. I, I was talking to my girlfriend like we're gonna we're gonna buy going forward. We're eventually gonna buy the first chapter so we, we we can both open one. But going forward, at least for the first year, we're both gonna buy a booster box and just see what happens. Yeah. Like it's gonna the fervor for Lorcana is gonna be like that for the until next fall, in my opinion. Well, and to catch a new TCG like this of this caliber, like how many other things can really make a TCG of this caliber like Pokemon? As we discussed last episode, none besides Disney. Yeah, Disney was really the last big player who hasn't really done a full effort on a TCG. And so right now it's just such a great time because – from the entire existence of Lorcana, starting now, you could buy like the first box, the second box, the third box. Like, that's what people dream about being able to do in Pokemon, like going back and open up every set. Like one day, that's going to be Lorcana, so it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Um, guess we'll kind of pinpoint a, a for sure topic on the next one and uh, kind of go a little more in depth, but uh, yeah. yeah, I guess we'll uh, see you in the next one. Peace out, y'all. See ya.